are welcome in. Welcome back to the BFR podcast presented by Sports Market. My name is Dave. Uh, I cover the Bears for sportsmarket.com. Uh, you can check out all Chicago sports over there at sportsmarket.com. Joined by my co-host, Ficky, good friend. Um, you can follow him on all socials, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, it's Ficky Baby, of course, Twitter. Uh, go ahead and check out the BFR podcast on Twitter as well. It's BFR underscore pod right in the middle of your screen. Today we have a fun one. Bears by week. Uh, we are going to be talking some Bears, obviously, most Bears, but we're going to get into the NFL draft talk a little bit. We got Tito in the chat. Um and uh, it's going to be a fun one. We have a great episode as well. NFL draft analyst from Windy City Gridiron. Uh, you guys know him. He's been on the show a couple times already. Uh, Jacob Infante, he released his mock draft. And oh, it's yeah. a good one. We're going to go over it. It's just going to be a fun, fun conversation uh, to kind of get you through the bye week. It might be longer than normal uh, just because we'll probably will take a little bit of break. Uh, but as we always start, Ficky, man, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good. It's uh, nice when it's a bye week because you can't get disappointed. You know what I mean? But, like, I'm also excited for the next game. And is it Detroit already again? Is that we play after the bye? I can't remember. But I why I'm excited is because the last eight games, I think we're four and four. So, like, you know, that, that's not bad. Like, we're, we're trending up. Defenses look good the past two games. Offense last game didn't, but that was a very particular game plan for a blitz heavy team. And we talked about that, but I, I yeah. would say like the vibes are higher than what they should be for a four win team. <laughs> so like, I'm excited to, to see. Well, hey, to we're see four next. and four in our last eight. And that's with our backup quarterback Tyson Bajan playing. Uh, so, I mean, you can't, you can't even be mad. You know, the uh, no. Bears, a couple games go differently early on in the season. Justin Fields doesn't get hurt either. I think we'll probably have a, a you Six, know, seven. two or three more. Yeah, we'll be yeah. in that in the hunt graphic for sure. Um, anyways, though, we're going to go ahead and we're, we're going to grade the, the – it's not even midseason because it's a later buy. Uh, but you were correct. The Bears have the Lions on December 10th. That's the next game, followed by the Browns, Cardinals, Falcons, and then finish up the season in Green Bay, in Lambeau, against the Packers and Jordan Love. So it's going to be interesting. Um, went see, kind of went out, get in. Yeah, went out, <laughs> fuck it, bro. No, we probably won't get in. But but like you talked, uh, you mentioned it last time. Like uh -huh. we got to learn how to win. You know what I mean? So right. I'm 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 because that Panthers pick is one, two, or three, like guaranteed. Like let's get some wins. I'm fine with that. That pick will still be top ten if we win out plus that's what we need for this team and if we're winning out that means fields is probably looking decent the defense has stepped up like isn't that what we want like i'm tired of even though we're going to talk about the draft i'm tired of like oh let's just get to next season let's get to next season let's finish this season you know let's let's see what this team can actually do so that's that's where i'm at i i'm excited also about the draft too because we have great picks and whatnot so i love talking that but we still got some games left let's let's keep this optimism up the no, for sure. And, and before we'll, – we're going to get to the draft when Infante joins us here in a moment. But as far as the the games, we already talked about it. We've said it, you guys. If you listen to the last couple of episodes, we're, you know, trying – Justin Fields, he needs to check boxes here um, as far as just um, making sure that he, you know, doesn't leave any stone unturned uh, and maybe makes it a little bit difficult. Uh, or actually, he needs to make a difficult Ryan Poles to kind of make sure – you know, that he doesn't want to go with another quarterback. And we'll get into that all. But um, five games remaining. Which one are you kind of most intrigued on? 
after the bye. Well, actually, before before I answer that, I do I did see Troy Aikman mention something. I think he called in like ESPN uh, mm-hmm. uh, one thousand, and he was saying it. He thinks that the decision's already been made. So in okay. in in house, they already know if they're sticking with Fields or they're you know moving on. So with that, I think they're sticking with them just because of I mean what we've seen and how polls has reacted to him. Of course that could all be just fake and whatnot or in the moment. But with that, I'm like, does it even matter what boxes he checks now? Because now you look at it, right. And you're like, wait, you're going to make your decision on whether you keep a quarterback based off the final seven games. Like, nah, you probably are taking all of it together and being like, okay, based off this and what we know of the player, we're probably moving forward. So I think I've kind of shifted my thing. Obviously, I want him to keep checking boxes, but I think I'm at a point now where it's like he may like it may not matter what he what he does. You know what I mean? So it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see what actually uh, happens right. here. So but I mean the best day yeah, answer question. No, absolutely. And before we before we just one, it's probably lines. My bad. Go ahead. Okay. Absolutely. Well, we'll table that. We have Jacob Infante, uh, who is uh, part of the Windy City Gridiron. Uh, he's the NFL draft analyst over there. You guys have heard him. He's been on the show a couple times. Uh, Jacob, man, thank you for hopping on, man. Again, how are you doing? Doing all right. No, I appreciate you guys having me again. You know, it's always a blast to be on the show. So yeah. uh, it's nice to, you know, nice to be on again for sure. Yeah, thanks for joining. Yeah, for sure. Well, last time we checked in, last time we checked in, I think the Bears, they, I think they were maybe, I don't even know if the season started, but how has this season treated you? How are you feeling? Do you feel older? Do you feel like you got a couple gray hairs yet? But like, what's your overall <laughs> analysis on the on the season, man? Has it been fun? Um, kind of just tell us how it's been covering the team. Yeah, so I think that especially looking at what the expectations were for this team heading into the year, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's a bold take to say that they have fallen short of that so far, uh, especially the first half of the year. I mean, you know, things were really bad. I believe things are slightly turning around. I'm not fully on board, but, you know, there is uh, some sort of spark there now. The defense is playing a lot better, uh, but at the same time, the offense isn't consistent at this stage. Uh, and I think the the damage has been done at this point. So there have been some fun moments for sure. Uh, I mean, I think that having Justin Fields out for a month kind of made it tougher to watch the team. Uh, no disrespect to Tyson Bajan, but uh, it's always more fun when you have like that dual threat quarterback who can make those plays on the ground and through the air. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, it's just been, it's been another tough year for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm used to it at this point. I don't think anything can hurt <laughs> me anymore. Uh, I'm basically invincible uh, emotionally, but I, I think that like, yeah, just in the grand scheme of things, uh, yeah, it, it didn't. They didn't really live up to expectations, and unless they go on some sort of massive run here to close out the year, it's probably going to be, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, a disappointing season. No doubt, no doubt, spot on. Yeah, I, I think the invincible of pain, right, that this team can do to you. Yeah, we're definitely we've said we. This isn't our first rodeo, so I agree with you on that. Now, but do you feel? If they do win out, now that's a big if. Like, I don't think anyone here is saying that's like what's going to happen. But let's just say hypothetically, right? They get to like eight, nine wins. Like, that means you you may have started off very slow and just shitty 
by all aspects. Yeah. But you ended on a high note, right? And maybe you're playing – it's not just wins, but you're playing well. Fields is playing well. Defense has already been, you know, stepping up. Now what? Like, is that a – is that a – because, like, my my guess of the team, prediction-wise, was, like, they're, like, seven to nine wins, right? Yeah. So, I don't care how you get there, right? It's just that you got there. The NFL is hard to win. So, if that's the case and we see that, or even if they split, right? Let's say they split the last, what, we have five more games or something like that. So, you can't do an even split. But let's say it's like three and two or something like that or whatever it is to get to like eight or nine. And the team looks good. Do you, first of all, view that as a successful season? And then secondly, do you think that will kind of cement some people with some jobs in you know, spots on this team and roster. Yeah. So I think that if they close out the rest of the year, uh, three and two, four and one, however, whatever the case may be, uh, I think that could be enough to save Eberflus. I think that, you know, you could buy into, oh, the late season turnaround has, you know, reinvigorated the franchise. Uh, kind of like what happened in Detroit last year. Dan Campbell uh, didn't start off well year one. Year two was a slow start, but, you know, they started picking up momentum near the end of the year. And then they're like, okay, there's something going on in Detroit. There's something special brewing there. So uh, I think that, yeah, it's certainly possible. I don't know how likely it is, uh, but they have been playing much better football within the last couple of weeks than they previously had uh, in the first half of the year. So I think just about anything's possible. I think most of the blame at this point, I know there's a comment that just came up at the bottom of the, of the screen there. Yeah, yeah right. That, uh, uh, it was about uh, Luke Getze being the problem. I think that Getze, oh, right. I think Getze, yeah, I think Getze is a bigger problem than Matt Eberflus in the grand scheme of things. But uh, to this point, I, I'm in the camp that they will move on. They'll have a new coaching staff, which, which is a shame because it seems like the players like Eberflus. It seems like, you know, this defense is finally, hitting its stride. Uh, I know everyone's been like, oh, I wish I could demote him to defensive coordinator and keep him around. Uh, which it doesn't happen. It, it doesn't happen. Like, that's no. that's a dream. Uh, it'd be awesome, but it's not going to happen. Uh, so it's, you know, it, it's a shame, but I think that's what it's trending towards right now. Is there any case where you think Flus comes back and gets he's gone? Uh. Potentially, I think that they'd have to be, you know, flirting with eight wins. They'd have to be, uh, you know, maybe seven wins if they get, because uh, they have four right now. If they can get three more wins uh, to close out the year, then I think it's possible that Eberflus sticks around. Uh, I mean, they have the Packers, they have the Cardinals. I know those are two realistically winnable games. Uh, Lions are going to be tough. And then I think there's. Also, the Falcons, and there's like another one that uh, Browns. Browns. Yeah. So that's not a super tough schedule. Uh, I mean, the Browns don't have Deshaun Watson anymore. The Falcons aren't, they're all right. Uh, those are realistically, if they keep playing the way they have, they could compete in those games. So I, I don't think it's uh, not, I think it's a possibility that Iberflus comes back. I don't think it's very likely. I think that. The writing's been on the wall for a while, uh, but in the grand scheme of things, I think that, you know, it's, it's possible. It's possible. Every time, 
Every time you say uh, anything's possible or it's possible, I just think of that Kevin Garnett meme. Yeah, you know? yeah it just weird. keeps it's like ringing in my head like three times now. But I agree. I think the schedule is pretty. I w- it's softer, especially with the Watson news. You know, him being out. I think the, the Browns are going to be the defense is going to be a good test for Fields, which will yeah. be good to kind of gauge. You know, hey, you know, we have a big decision. If you haven't heard, you know, this offseason with the quarterback position. Um, but I want to get to. I want to get to your mock draft, your mock off season that you kind of just, I just retweeted it. You tweeted out, I think earlier today, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I kind of loved it, but I want to kind of get, if you could go through it with us and maybe explain, I know you did, you did a great job in this article and we'll have it linked um, on the, uh, in the description. Um, it's on wind. It's on windy city gridiron, Jacob and Fonte. Um, and it's just the 2024 bears mock off season. It's your first one, right? Yeah. So you've yeah first one of this year. Yeah. Okay. And it's two for one draft special. So I think you have one with uh, where they build around Justin Fields and then one where you don't. Um, I loved it. I want to go through it. And if you could just maybe talk about it a little bit more in depth and yeah. Vicky, if you have any questions, I know you do. Um, and we'll start with the coaching hires. You started off the, you know, the season, uh, you know, with hiring current Lions offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. Yeah. Why him over, you know, other candidates such as Harbaugh, um, even Brian Flores, who we just seen uh, in Minnesota. Just explain that. I like it though. Yeah, no. So my thinking is, uh, obviously, it's hard to ignore the the Harbaugh rumors. Everyone's talking about it. Everybody loves Harbaugh as a candidate. I like him a lot too. Uh, but again, I feel like that happens every year and every year since he's come back to Michigan. So it, it's going to be that thing of I believe it when I see it. I, uh, I mean, obviously, a mock off season like at this stage isn't going to be super realistic because a lot of guys are going to sign contract extensions and things of that nature. The draft order isn't finalized yet, but I tried to involve like some sort of, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't want to go all out in terms of like, Oh, this is the dream off season sign everybody sign all the top stars. Uh, so for that case, I decided to go against Harbaugh for the time being uh, I mean, obviously, if he's looking to leave Michigan, if he would take that Bears job, you bring him in for an interview 100 uh, percent and then, you know, go from there. Honestly, I really support that. But with mm-hmm. Ben Johnson, I see someone who he's proven himself already for over the last two years to be one of the top offensive play callers in the NFL. And I know there are a lot of people who are saying that the Bears need someone with previous head coaching experience, which I understand, you know, they've been burnt twice. Uh, Matt Nagy is like the, uh, oh, the flashy, bright offensive mind. That didn't work out. Matt Eberflus is the strong, tough defensive mind, uh, the coordinator. That, to this point, hasn't worked out. So I, I, I understand for that reason alone. But realistically, there aren't too many good head coaches who get mm-hmm. It, it sounds like, uh, you know, easy to say, but there aren't too many coaches out there who have that previous head coaching experience who have recently succeeded in the NFL. You know, it's not every year that an Andy Reid gets fired by the Eagles and becomes available for the Chiefs to hire. Uh, it's not every year that a Doug Peterson gets fired by the Eagles and the Jaguars bring him in, which – uh, obviously, we'll see who gets fired this year. We'll see what other teams around the league do. I think that'll probably throw a wrench into some plans. But uh, Ben Johnson has called plays at a very high level for the last two years. 
the scheme, the play calling itself have all been very good, and they've played a huge role in the Lions' turnaround over the last few years. So he has – I think he's my top more – I'd say more realistic candidate uh, at that head coaching position. So that and I believe that having the, having the number one pick – uh, having some of the pieces they have on offense would be enticing to uh, to any coach, let alone someone like Ben Johnson. So I think that that's that's yeah. just one of the direction I did with that. Okay. Now, do you have any reservations? I like it. I... With... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Oh no, no, no. Go ahead, Dick. I was say, do you have any reservations with you know OCs? Two year experience. That's not bad. Calling play calls, but like you know. Obviously, you aren't a head coach. You could be a great offensive coordinator. You can be a great defensive coordinator, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a head coach. Do you have any reservations with going that new route again when this time it's not like the team is more – like the team that this new head coach would get is more less in a rebuild and more like getting towards, you know, like actual playoff push, I would say, right? Especially yeah. with another year under our belt with what Poles is going to do with the picks and the free agency and the cap space we have. So knowing that, are, is there reservations on your end about going that way? Or, would, and obviously you can't predict this, but would you rather get an opportunity of someone, you know, being fired who's been a head coach for a good minute, just hasn't worked out where they're at, and picking up someone like that? So, for example, I think of like a Dan Quinn, right? I know that's defensive side, so we may not want to go that route. But yeah. someone of that caliber that might be offensive focused, right? That just it didn't work out where they're at, or they were there for a long time, and they get relieved of their duties. Yeah, so I mean, I understand the reservations about you know first time head coach bringing in someone who's just been a coordinator, and I feel like that's something that us, you know, like being in the general public, it's going to be pretty tough to uh, comprehend exactly how good of a leader he is. Like, obviously, you know, we can watch games, we can say, oh this offense is doing really good and this guy's calling the plays on the offense. He's designing the plays on the offense. He's doing a really good job. Uh, we can do that, but we can't, it's tougher for us to see from a coordinator perspective. How do you lead a team? How do you uh, manage not just at the offensive side of the ball, but how do you oversee an entire team? So that's where some of the questions come in. Also, you know, being an offensive coordinator, being an offensive minded head coach, it's important to have, a good coaching tree beneath him. It's important to have connections, especially on defense. If you can bring in a good defensive coordinator, which I did look in Ben Johnson's uh, work history, you know, having been with the Lions a few years, the Dolphins a few years, uh, you know, it's not a really strong uh, defensive coaching tree that he's worked with. Uh, the best guy that I've noticed is, you know, who I eventually added as the defensive coordinator in my mock offseason. That was uh, Todd Wash. He used to be the defensive coordinator for the Jaguars from 2016 to 2020, I believe it was. Uh, and obviously, you know, that's in that time period, that was one of the teams who made it to the AFC Championship and mm -hmm. fell apart once, uh, you know, the front office started trading away a lot of their star defenders. But other than that, I mean, it's – the current Lions defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, uh, he worked with the current Bengals defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, uh, in Miami. But I'd be stunned if either of them left their current jobs to go to the Bears. So no, there are valid concerns, all that to say, uh, in a first-time head coach. I'm not super scared off by it. Uh, 
probably as much as, you know, other people are, but it, it's definitely something to consider. And it's definitely something where it, it's not a, it's not a slam dunk where you can rush into it and say, Oh, this guy, 100%. Like you, you still have to go through the due process with a guy like that. Okay. Hey, Jacob, I want to ask you this because in your article, again, you kind of talked about you're operating under the impressions that he's going back to Michigan, right? In this one. So for Jim Harbaugh, if say he does declare, they win the natty, he wants to go to the NFL and yeah. the Bears, it, it's, it's, it's possible. And it's very likely if they can just get the details, you know, knotted up. Would you, who would you prefer if, if he was a realistic option and you had to choose between Ben Johnson, OC, and then Jim Harbaugh? Ugh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to – It is, man. I mean, I'll say Harbaugh. I'll lean it very narrowly okay. uh, just because I'm a really big fan of Ben Johnson and I think he has the potential to be a you know a high-end offensive mind in the NFL at the head coaching position. But obviously Harbaugh's success in the NFL and college, it speaks for itself. Uh, you know, he's a, a proven leader. He's, you know, a strong locker room presence guy. Uh, again, like an opportunity like that doesn't come around super often. Plus the fact that obviously he played for the bears. Uh, I, that's not something that's going to sway my opinion, but it's something that uh, a team, a team like the bears in the front office, they might say, all right, this guy wants to be here. He's especially loyal to the Chicago bears, to this organization. Uh, and they could put a little bit more stock into that. So I'd lean Harbaugh, uh, I'd still love Ben Johnson. I think he's going to get a head coaching job. I think he's going to do well in it. Uh, but you know, if Harbaugh is a realistic option, then obviously it's tough to it'd be tough to pass on that. Here, let me uh, take it another level. All right, we win out. Okay, okay, we get nine games. Do you get Ben Johnson, new head coach? Yeah. That's option A. Option B. Harbaugh's knocking on the door. You bring him in, or option C. You run it back. And you don't have to keep Getsy or not. I don't care about that. But you run it back with Flus. What is your – do you break up the chemistry that's working now? Or do you go out for that once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for Harbaugh? Or do you bring in one of the best offensive minds in the game right now? God, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. I, I hope for their sake uh, in the front office that that doesn't happen because that's something that I'm, gonna, I'm having trouble answering just now. Uh, but I'd say – I'd have to hear Eberflus's pitch for who the new offensive coordinator is going to be. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to choose Eberflus because of that uncertainty. Uh, like if I had to make the decision right now, not knowing who the new offensive coordinator is going to be, not knowing what that next uh, succession plan is going to be, I'd probably move on and then I'd go to Harbaugh. But that's it is a tough question. Uh, I think that that's something where again. You'd, you'd have to discuss within the organization to have a, like a long, long ass conversation about that. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'd still go Harbaugh in that case, but it would certainly make it a lot tougher if they, if they do win out. Yeah. Don't worry about it. that's probably not going to happen. So you don't have to worry about making that <laughs> yeah. tough decision. But I was just thinking, cause it's like, uh, how many times are we like, this team is not very consistent with things, right? Yeah. Unless it's being mm -hmm. bad. Right. But sometimes it's like, can we, you know, if things are working, right, it, it is a step up in the right direction. We won three last year. If we win seven, eight this year, that's plus five wins. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot for a team in a year. So it's like, 
well, do you know, obviously you want to keep improving. You don't want to be like the Bulls and just say you run it back and don't do anything to the team. But no, it's Vicky. What the heck? <laughs> just bringing that in on us. I had to. <laughs> and you're I a Knicks also, fan. I, mean, <laughs> I had to, man. I had to. I saw someone with a posted comment and they had a Levine symbol. So I what is worse, the Bulls or White Sox right now? I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, probably Bulls. Bulls because <laughs> they have a better roster on paper. It's got to uh, be. And Fonte, you're a White Sox fan, right? Yeah. Uh, are you asking me or asking Ficky? You, yeah. No, he's asking. Thought, oh, are you? Gotcha. Yeah, I'm a White Sox fan. I'm a White Okay, Sox I thought so. I thought I seen that. Uh, My condolences. That's all right. Uh, but <laughs> that's tough. I'm gonna say for this year, I think mm-hmm. the White Sox, just because I don't know why you run it back with a manager who is that awful. With <laughs> and like you're you're dealing. Uh, you're letting a lot of these guys walk in free agency, but you're not, you haven't traded anyone yet. So yeah. I'm hoping for their sake, they just blow it all up because they're not, it's, it's unsalvageable at this point. I just think both of them, both of them need to tear it down. Uh, there's a common denominator there between the bulls oh. and the white Sox. I'm not going to wish death upon anyone, but I'm just saying rising. What's his name? Rising door. What's the Jerry Reinsdorf. Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, I hope he retires. There you go. That's that's the nice way. Six feet under, huh? Yeah. To never touch a sports team (laughs) ever again. That is funny. Well, I mean, our listeners are probably like, "What the hell? Why are we talking about this when we have the you know (laughs) the we're we're supposed to listen to the Bears?" So I want to move forward. First of all, I just want to say how in depth I love uh, this mock. I know I know we have a couple on sports market, but this is just so detailed. I enjoyed reading it. You went next step was the cuts it was some, some tough ones some guys that have you know made some uh, memories in chicago we have free uh free safety eddie jackson uh 12 million dollars uh, saved um 5 million in dead cap in 24 just makes sense it is more than likely going to happen and then you have center cody whitehair um shout out to him he's you know um played well for the bears but nine and a half nine million saved four million dead in cap in 2024 First of all, I know it frees up a combined twenty-one million. Um, why? Why just those two? Any other uh, that you're pondering, or uh, not necessarily? Okay. I think that th- those really stand out as the big money savers. I mean, yeah. there are a few where you could free up a couple extra million, but I didn't really see it as yeah. necessary. Like, I, I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, but I think I know like Demarcus Walker's on a two-year deal, okay. but it's not. That's not enough millions of dollars saved to the point where I'd part with him. I still think he's, uh, you can get him as that's a rock solid edge three, like a rotational defensive end that you have. Uh, and I think that the price that they're paying for him is, you know, reasonable. So he maybe could be one, but at the same time, I think it's, it's pretty clear. It's going to be Eddie Jackson, Cody Whitehair. And, you know, like you said, it's a shame because all the, uh, you know, all the memories that they've had, being some of the last guys from that from that great 2018 team that uh, you know both of them their best days are behind them they're making a lot of money they're getting older uh, they're on the decline so it's it, it's just you know it, it makes sense just from a football operations perspective. 
Yeah, yeah I don't think anyone's then, gonna be surprised about that. Like the age, numbers, performance. It's pretty they're outliers in that when yeah. comparing to uh, everything else. They check all three boxes of like, okay, we gotta we gotta get rid of use. And I mean Cody's yeah. literally not even playing, so like yeah. that is automatic, mm-hmm. right? So exactly. Yeah. So and, and twenty three million, that's that's a lot to free up. You know what I mean? So that's a lot. Definitely well it leaves us cuts. It leaves us with 104 million in cap space, and this is where it kind of gets fun. So you have an extension. I'm going to go through your extensions, um, yeah. and then you can have. We'll just think if you have any questions in regards to him, we'll just talk about him. But Jalen Johnson um, might be a controversial one. He's been playing very well. Um, if he has two pick sixes, I think he's getting even more than what you have him right here right now. You have him five years, 95 million, about 19 million a year. That's still not the highest paid safety. I think that's at 21 per year, and I think that's corner. A uh, corner, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? Safety. So we can move them if we need to. Yeah. No, no. But I like that. We have an open spot have, now. Then the most important <laughs> position on a football team is you know kicker Santos, Cario Santos. Two years, nine million, four and a half per year. You Play got a month. Yep. You got um, Deontay Foreman coming back on a one-year, three-million-dollar deal. I like that. Patrick Scales, one year, um, one point six million. Keep the special teams unit together. Then you got uh, Saint Brown. Uh, coming back another one-year deal, and then Blackwell, Josh Blackwell, who's a corner, one year, just under a million uh, ERFA tender. So I like it. Vicky, do you have any questions in regards to this? No, I think all of those make sense. Every single person yeah. on there deserves to come back. I mean, even if we go to ESB, right, his blocking last game, I'll know. But on if you saw that one of our 830 mm-hmm. million screens, there was one yeah. DJ that went super far. Watch ESB, bro. He – He's awesome. a linebacker yeah. straight to the ground that, that was great but yeah i think every single one of them we know dante uh, deontay's played well obviously cairo player of the month been amazing and consistent all year uh uh, uh scales of course you're gonna bring back your long snapper what how long yeah. was manly here for 16 years or something like that so <laughs> obviously he's gonna get come back and then the other ones are just like death pieces that you're you know josh blackwell you need you need tons of corners all that stuff it's it's it makes sense so there wasn't anything there where i'm like surprised right and i don't think okay. we, and that's because some of our best players that are playing now have either gotten the contract extension or we feel like they're going to get the contract extension or they just got here you know what i mean yeah. so we don't have a lot of players where it's like they're because we're young it's now we have a lot coming up where it's like oh what are we going to do with them the only person's jj and i'm pretty sure we're going to pay him or franchise tag. yeah so I, I want to play devil's advocate here because Jalen Johnson, that would make him, you said it's seventh highest paid corner in the NFL, which it's top 10 money. Um, do you, so you believe he is a top 10 corner, even with the lack of ball production. I know he's had what three, three interceptions this year. Yeah. But before this, before the season, I mean, he had one, you know, no, but uh, I think he had three, his whole career. I think he only has three. I think he, he doubled his career interceptions this year really i i think i i I could be wrong i want to say he had one before this year and then oh maybe i'm wrong okay you might be right you might be right yeah yeah i I thought i heard it on the radio they said three but anyways either way it's not that many it's not that many it's not but do you think this is a flash in the pan or do you really think because he is young i think he's 24 25 he still has a lot of good years left where he could perhaps be improving and we might be seeing that trajectory right now so this would make him seventh highest um first of all do you you want to make he, you believe he's a top ten corner, and then secondly, do you think he's, do you think that's his price range, or do you think he wants to reset the market? So I think that's a reasonable price range for him. I mm-hmm. think the way he's performed, a top ten salary is you know more than warranted. Yeah. Before this year, I would have said no way to that. 
Uh, yeah. but just because of him being young, this is his best season that he's having. Uh, this, the play before this year, it was good. He was a good starting cornerback who became great this year. And I think that just because of that, I don't think it's necessarily a flash in the pan because, you know, there's been slight progress over the last couple of years before, you know, skyrocketing this year. Uh, and the fact that, you know, he's, I don't know how old he, he's still in like 24, his 24. 24. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. I saw it today and I was like, so wow, young. you're only 24. I feel like he was like 27. How long he's been. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, which young. is insane to think about. Like I, yeah. mm-hmm. I think his best football is, you know, we're seeing it right now. And I think that he's got a handful of years, you know, playing at or near this levels to, you know, to warrant taking him, uh, giving him a top 10 salary. Uh, yeah, I know the ball production before this year wasn't amazing by any means, but he was still a reliable man corner uh, who could, you know, he's transitioned well to maybe a system that wasn't super uh, helpful for him earlier on when they were a little bit more passive last year. Now that there's been uh, with Iberflus calling the shots on defense, it's been a little bit better of a fit for him. Uh so, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be willing to pay him that much. It's maybe a tiny bit of an overpay. But, again, my philosophy is if you have this super talented young player, not only that, but at one of the most important positions in football, you can fork over an extra two, three million dollars a year if it means keeping him around. Yeah. Also, and- he's in-house which is, I think is also like something important boost morale you start to pay your people that you drafted. Right. It starts to build a culture of like, you come here, you play well, you get rewarded. You know what I mean? So I think mm-hmm. overall that helps like the, well, that would be no standpoint. So that'd be Cole Komet. Right. And now that would be Jalen yeah, uh, Johnson. Yep. And uh, the thing I want to talk about too is Jalen. I know some people are very hit or miss with PFF, um, but he is the third highest graded corner right now in the NFL. Number one out of there is obviously by a huge margin, but 90 point, he's just a 90 PFF grade, which is crazy. Now his coverage is even, I mean, higher to 90.4. I think overall the, the thing with the deal that I liked about it is like, yeah, you might have an overpay right now where he's at in ball production, or you could say it's even, it really just depends on how you're looking at it. Cause this year, I think that's perfect range for him, but he could he 24 years old, four years from now, we could look look back at that as a steal, you know, as far as yeah. like he could be work his way into that top five, top three type corner, especially if you continue to build. Because the Bears defense, I think, is a year away, a little bit more talent on the edge, um, just a few, few more spots. I think they're going to be a, probably a top 10 unit. Um, well, again, and nothing with these contract extensions, especially with these premier positions, quarterback, wide receiver, corner, D end, the market right. gets reset every year. Like, Someone's just getting bigger, bigger, bigger. So no matter what three years, you'll look back and be like, how much his AAV is, right? Is going to be super low and it'll be worth it. So I think I don't, and and he also said himself, he's not trying to reset the market. He said that literally Mm -hmm. in one of the press conferences. So I, I, he wants his money and I think he'll get his money, but I agree. It's just like, like Jacob said, an extra two, three mil for a guy that's been here especially on this team, bro. If it's like, oh, you, you're you on the Chiefs, you got some Super Bowls here and there, you had a jolly good time. No, you play for the fucking Chicago Bears <laughs> that do not win games. Like, give me 
if you want me to stay here, give me my fucking money. That's how, yeah. that's how I would feel about it. But I, I think I think the deal will get done. I think Ryan Poles is smart enough to not let something like that walk. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think 19 is a good spot, though. He probably yeah, wants and then, 19 is a good spot. And there's other – I mean, there's another corner. Uh, the rookie corner, um, is it Terrell? Yeah. Terrell Smith. Yeah, Terrell Smith, yeah. 32. My yeah, God. he's a dog, bro. That, so I mean, you you get Jalen, who you know, he, you just we know what he is, and then you pair him with you know Tyreek Stevenson, who's you know up and down year, but I mean, he just played his best game, I think, what two weeks ago. I know he's out this yeah. week, and then yeah. you got Terrell Smith, who fifth round pick, Ryan Poles. You know, hats off to him. So I think it's looking good. I want to we'll we'll keep it moving, and we can talk about the defense. It's 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 a really fun unit right now. But I like all the extensions, uh, free agency signings. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go through them all, uh, but one that I really liked. Wanted to highlight. Um, I think it's a real possibility. Uh, Ficky, I know you like him as well. Chase Young, uh, three years, forty-one million. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> uh, yeah, thirteen, thirteen point six a year. But I love that deal. Re- reunite him with Montez Sweat in flux. I mean, the defensive line. First of all, I want to hear what your thoughts on um, Jacob, because me and Ficky, we've seen an uptick just in you know since Uberflus has kind of taken over um, the Montez Sweat effect. You know, it's like a multiplier they talked about, and I think you're seeing it you know, right now, just these last couple games. So you re- you reunite him with uh, Chase Young and maybe you draft, uh, you know, another edge or something in the second, third round, maybe first. We don't know how the draft board's going to fall, but I love that move. Um, yeah. Talk about that one. Do you think that's a real possibility? Yeah, that's what I want to know right there. That's Yeah. So I think it's a really talented class of edge rushers who are supposed to hit free agency this year. I mean, you're talking – like Brian Burns, Daniil mm-hmm. Hunter. Uh, there's one other super, like legit superstar that I'm forgetting. Uh, that's going to come back to bite me in the ass. But uh, either way, you know, th- those are the type of guys where uh, realistically they're either getting extended or they're getting tr- tagged and traded. Uh, when you have a player like of that caliber, you don't just let them walk in free agency. So my guess out of all the guys that are there, uh, Chase Young is the top edge rusher, I think has a legit chance to hit the open market because the 49ers, they don't have a ton of money. Um, they couldn't maybe move some stuff around. I haven't totally messed around with their financials. There's maybe a possibility he comes back mm-hmm. to San Francisco. Uh, but again, you know, you get an opportunity to get paid with his injuries. I think that extending that deal, uh, Cause I got the financials off of like what spot track had for him mm-hmm. as like his market value. Uh, but they yeah. gave him a two year deal. So what I did to kind of sweeten the pot is I gave him a three year deal. And I mean, but in, in essence, it's going to end up being a two year deal anyway, because you're going to have uh, a realistic out before year three in case the injuries pile up in case he is living up to expectations uh, but it's just a little something to sweeten the pot, you know, just semantics to be like, hey, if you do play well, you get another good beer. So here you go. Uh, so with all that said, I think that Chase Young should be their top uh, edge rusher target in free agency. There are other guys I like. Uh, Bryce Hoff on the Jets is someone I think is going to hit free agency. He's uh, under the radar with how many edge rushers the Jets have, but he's been really good. Uh, Jonathan Grennard, I think he's going to stay with the Texans, but he's having a good year. Uh, 
but yeah, if Chase Young hits the open market, the uh, the possibility of reuniting him with Sweat, the possibility of having that formidable edge rushing duo that they haven't had with Matt Eberflus, uh, I think that's it's got to be too good to pass up. So if the if the opportunity is there, I say go for it. Yeah, my fear is that he's not hitting the market now. I know you you know like 49ers obviously don't have mm-hmm. all that cap like we do, but he's been playing pretty decent over there. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like I haven't watched every game since his signing, but I definitely seen some plays here and there. And so my concern is that they're going to be like, yeah, we're not letting you letting you go. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, but if he hits the market, absolutely. We got big bags. Come on over. Your friend's already here. Let, yeah. Let's get that done. So that's absolutely. He, he's sim- he's had a similar, thing. I feel like he's had like a similar impact because he has one and a half sacks since he joined the 49ers. I think Montez Sweat is at one and a half or two, right? One and a half. Um, one and a half. Uh, look at the pressures too. But um, as far as the the edge market for free agency, did you say Leonard Williams? You mentioned him, right? No, uh, I mentioned him. No, I didn't. Was that yeah, who you were I, talking I said, about? Yeah. I said yeah. Burns okay. and Burns and okay. Daniel Hunter were the two that. Hunter. Burns yeah. would be great, but I don't think Panthers are awesome. yeah, business with us. What about wait, Marcus wait, Davenport, wait, Brian, too, Brian, perhaps? Davenport? Marcus Davenport, that's one. Though, isn't he? Isn't he? Uh, he's 27. Yeah. 27? Okay. So he's younger than Daniel, 27, so. 28. And another guy – so I found yeah. the other guy I was thinking of was uh, Josh Allen of the Jaguars. Oh, yes. I would love, love Josh Allen. I, I'd consider him heavily. Uh, I, I almost yeah. put him down. Uh, I don't know how realistic mm-hmm. it is that he hits the market, too, but – No. Uh, He's the one I thought about. If he does, then sign me up. That's the problem with free agency nowadays is that, you know, these great players, obviously they're you're you're trying to keep, unless you, unless the team is capped with money, like they just financially can't do it. Like the, like how the commanders were going to be this year. Like the bears two years ago. (laughs) Facts, right. Where it's like, you just can't, you can't pay. Then that, that's where you get those like uh-huh. once one and off opportunities where someone just hits for agency. But I'm scared that like there'll still be good players, but a lot of times those great players for those prime positions just get picked up again or a franchise tag. So hopefully, though, you're right. Yeah. Because if one does hit the market, I think we can, there's, we're not going to have much competition. Like, hey, here, you want this money? So, yeah. We'll have to wait and see, though. Well, but yeah, I, I love, I love, I love your mock so far. That'd be fucking fantastic. <laughs> absolutely, and we can't talk about a mock draft if if Jacob Infante is coming on on the pod. We have to, we have to talk about mock drafts. I mean, this is what you're, this is what you're built for. You have two for us right now. One yeah. is with uh, Justin Fields, where you build around him. The other we'll get to um, happens. This, this is what this pod is about. It's about Justin Fields and what they're going to do. Caleb Williams, you know, Drake May. We'll get into it, but the mock draft 1.0. This is for building around uh, fields. You have the Patriots. You have the Bears trading the first-round pick. It's number – I think it's the number one overall, right? Right now. Um, Patriots receive uh, the 2020 first-round pick, which is number one, uh, and a fifth-round pick in 2024 as well. The Bears receive 2024 first-round pick, which is number three right now, uh, 24 uh, – a third-round pick in 2024, um, and then um, – I think you have a first round pick in 2025. Yeah. Okay. So you have them trading back. Um, and then you have, I guess, the Jets in there as well, where you receive, you trade the another. You want yeah. to just break it down for me, Jacob? 
Yeah, no, for sure. So trying so, to read it. Yeah, so right now, uh, oh. I just use the current draft order where the Bears are at currently, which is one and four. Uh, okay. And I think re- realistically, it makes sense for the Bears to trade down from four, especially if Marvin Harrison Jr. is not there. Uh, okay. So what I did is – my line of thinking is, if I pull it up here real quick, uh, yeah. was the Jets are currently slated to pick number eight. And ahead of them, you have the Commanders and the Giants. And both of those guys need offensive line help. And okay. the Jets, you know, they weren't probably weren't expecting to have their own first-round pick this year because of the conditions of the Aaron Rodgers trade. Uh, no one expected that he'd, he'd be hurt, miss almost the entire year. Uh, so I feel like you have to go all in and their biggest weakness right now, at least when Rogers is healthy, their biggest weakness is the offensive line. So Easy. I have, I have the jets trading up from eight to four, the bears get uh, a 2024 third round pick and a 2025 second. So that's three second round picks in 2025 and two firsts. Uh, which easier said than done. I know that, but mm-hmm. I think especially in the case of the Patriots, it's the top two picks I think are going to be QBs. I, th- I have a hard time believing that. Yeah, I know Arizona's two right now, but I don't – I feel like that could be – that could be changed. Like their minds mm-hmm. could be swayed Easily. if you give them a massive haul if you're trying to take Drake may, or if Drake may goes first, if you're trying to take Caleb Williams, I think it would make more sense for Arizona to trade down. Uh, is part of that fueled by me wanting Marvin Harrison jr. On the bears, maybe, but at the same time, I also think that, uh, you know, it makes more sense for Arizona just because of how many holes they have. So, uh, yeah, I don't even think they'll, I know you're going with the, like the order now and you can't speculate, but I don't think, I think the Giants will be two anyways, so I don't even think Cardinals are going to have to deal with that. For some reason, I feel like they're going to get like a win or two out, but I don't see the Giants yeah. winning again since they don't play the Commanders anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think that's that's definitely fair. And if you have you know, all the more reasons, say if it's Bears one, uh, Giants two, Patriots three, and you want to – and you're the Patriots, you want to make sure you get your QB one, which you probably should if you have – your top quarterback, that's the most important position in football, you want the top player in the class. So that's that'd be even more of a reason for them to uh to want to trade up. Yeah. And you know, I know you did two drafts, which makes sense, right? Because we really don't know which way they're gonna go. But just from a value standpoint, that first one, like the mm-hmm. best case scenario is for Fields to be good enough to stay on this team because what you can get mm-hmm. in return, which we yeah. already saw. We already saw a preview of it last year. This quarterback class is way more like hype around it, just with Caleb Williams himself, right? Yeah. So if 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 you know the best situation is Fields just fucking does what he needs to do, and then we can yeah. trade back that first. But what's interesting is, do you do you see a possibility where we trade back both of those? So you had is that what yours was? You had one to three to pick up Marvin, and then four to eight it was to pick up that other haul. Yeah, yeah. So in the first mock where I build around fields, I have them trading back twice. Uh, in the second one, I have them staying put at one. Uh, spoiler alert! And then they make the exact, and then they make the exact same trade with the Jets uh, from four to eight. So 
uh, you're still getting, you know, additional draft capital either way. That's still a big opportunity to add some more young studs, but that's just so, what I want with that. So Jacob, you, yeah. with the one where you build around fields, mm-hmm. you in the one, I think it's the pick number eight with the, the Jets, the Jets, you're, you took Brock Bowers tight end. Georgia. So you're going offense. You're building around Justin Fields to a T. Yeah. Um, I love it. The thing with with Justin is I think we – even where he is right now, like last year as far as elevating the team where he played some crazy games. Now, it was a lot with his legs, right? Yeah. This year we've seen some progression, I, I think it's fair to say, in the arm. It's not perfect. It's not exactly where we want it to be. The injury sucks because it kind of derailed um, seeing this progress, seeing you know consistency. But if you – you know, you look at Brock Purdy, you look what San Francisco built, or even, the, you know, um, the Eagles, where you get a talented roster. I'm talking like top five roster in the NFL. You're telling me Justin Fields can't win with that? Like, I don't, I know he's not perfect and he's not, and he's going to maybe he, five years from now, he could be a completely different quarterback. I'm just saying if he, you take a mixture of last year and this year, and maybe you elevate that a little bit, um, and then you get this roster around him, I don't see why the Bears wouldn't be able to make some noise, definitely make the playoffs and, and maybe um, do even more damage. Just when you take, when you talk about just building a roster and having so much talent um, and this way right here, where you bring in Marvin Harrison jr. Who is, I know we throw that term around generational, but I think we all agree. Like he's, he's yeah, different, he's, he's you know, insane. Calvin Johnson esque, and then even Brock Bowers, which some people may be in on him, but I think he's, you talk about, you know, bears having Cole Clement, very good tight end, but this is a true you like, like yeah. tight end as far as he is he can block a little bit but that's not what he's there for he can he's gonna be a matchup nightmare and when it comes to like you know Cole Komet I don't think he has that breakaway speed he doesn't really have that one-on-one where he can win um consistently or if at all really yeah. and so you bring in Brock Bowers um I just think it's interesting so if you had a preference um because we're gonna get to your other one which I don't want to go through there's a bunch of other picks here so if you guys want to again go check it out we'll have the article linked he goes all the way to round I think four and then he has a 53-man mock roster as well for 2024. So it's it's very detailed. Put but work. It is insane. It is uh, – I don't even know how many words it is. I just want, I almost want to like put in a counter to be honest. But um, anyways, now – that up for you in just one yeah, second. Yeah, let me see. Yeah. <laughs> Get that to us. It's, it's incredible. I really cannot – like, I don't want to blow smoke right now. It's just – it's such a detailed um, piece. Um, so props to you. But anyways, Absolutely. before you get that word count, yeah. what is your preference? Like you have the, you know, mock 2.0 is where you reset the QB clock. Yeah. What is your preference right now? Where are you leaning? So I, this is a, it's a tough one because I feel that mm-hmm. there, the bears have not done all that they could to help fields, whether it's his rookie year or the last two years. Uh, I think they've made the wrong like I, I like Eberflus as a guy. I think he's a good defensive coach too. But for developing a young quarterback, uh, and thank you for the uh, nice little comment. Uh, unapologetic truth. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah. As if you have a young quarterback, you're trying to develop. I think that they didn't surround him with the pieces he needed to. Uh, and, you know, so at that point, I feel like if Fields were to go somewhere else, I feel like there's a decent chance he could be a, a guy somewhere. And I still think there's a chance he can be a guy in the NFL. Uh, I'm willing to wait and see how the rest of the year is going to go. R- right now, full transparency, I'm leaning 
going QB at one, but that's one because I view both Caleb Williams and Drake may very highly. Like I I think they're, I think they're even better as prospects at least than uh, fields was coming out of Ohio state. And I viewed very highly. And you're not alone in that either. There's some, there's a lot of like really great NFL minds out there that have shared the exact same thing. So yeah, no, for sure. Caleb, especially with Caleb, I think a lot of people. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's a tough decision to make. That said, I think from a pure roster perspective, uh, like I had my mock offseason, you have Ben Johnson as the new head coach. He's calling the shots in Chicago on the offensive side of the ball. You have Justin Fields throwing to DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison Jr., Brock Bowers, Cole Komet. <laughs> Bro. Like, come on. Yeah. You know? yeah that's that's, that's wild on paper. Yeah. Yeah. With a defense that added Chase Young with – an offensive line, I signed Connor Williams, the center from the Dolphins. So I like right that, yeah. which I, I think uh, just finally, a, yeah, no, center. Like, yeah, they, they need some sort of upgraded center. I feel like they'd be better off making a free agency addition, having an immediate, yeah, uh, Im- that immediate type of upgrade. It's not a strong center class in the draft, so I went mm-hmm. with that, but. Yeah, I, I, so I'm, I'm leaning quarterback at one, but I look at. I look at having all those guys at wide receiver, having two very good tight ends. Komet is, I think Komet's a top 10 tight end in the league right now. Bowers has the potential to be, he has top three potential, I firmly believe, as a tight end. Uh, I think he's that good. So I'd lean, uh, you know, quarterback at one, but at the same time, just because, I view them very highly and you reset the QB clock. You have three additional years uh, on that rookie quarterback contract and you can keep adding more talent around that. Uh, It takes a little bit more time, but uh, yeah, if my first scenario happens or something along those lines, I'd still be very happy with it. Okay. Absolutely. I I don't even know why I didn't think about this, bringing up just the article on the screen Um, makes it a lot easier for everyone to follow, but we have it up here for our YouTube listeners, um, Apple, Spotify. Of course, you can just check out the article while you're listening. Um, But this is where the mock draft 2.0 checks in. So we have resetting the QB clock Falcons received Justin Fields. Um, This is a same trade proposal you used in your last mock draft, a team through the athletic Jeff Howe. Uh, Atlanta just makes a lot of sense. I think if he is dealt, that's just that's where he's going to go, um, yeah. which will be great for Ficky. You can just go over there and watch a, you know Falcons great games. For, great for him too. That's his uh yeah his home state so hometown. Yeah. But you have him. This is where it gets interesting, Ficky. You could chime in here too, and what we think as far as just um, you know value and getting get if this is possible, something as far as getting you know a second round pick in twenty twenty four. So the Bears, I don't think they currently have one, right? No, right. They no. traded Montez Sweat. Because, uh, Montez, yeah. they lost it. They recoup, recoup that back, number fifty-one, um, and then it would be a twenty twenty-four seventh-round pick as well, um, and then a twenty twenty-five conditional third-round pick. Now, obviously, quarterbacks—they are pricey. When you trade for one, it you're—it's very unlikely that you're going to get, unless you're like Mac Jones or something, where you're just not going to get good value back. Justin, I think, has that potential. He has the uh, the possibility of, you know, new scenery. Uh, the talent's there. It's consistency. It's you have the coaching factor that is obviously going to be talked about, and I think there's going to be Atlanta, especially where you talk about um, 
a team that maybe thinks they could fix and get more out of him um, through better coaching. So explain this one um, as far as do you really think this is – I know you talked about Jeff Howe getting this proposal, but do you think – could it be more? Could it be less? Or does it really just depend on these last five games? So I think the last five games are going to be helpful to determine what his trade value would be. Uh, I don't I, I don't think you're going to be able to get a first-round pick for him just because there are, are still some questions and – this is going to uh, 2024 is going to be his last year on a, a true rookie quarterback contract. So, yeah. But with that said, I do think that a, a second, a conditional third, and a seventh round pick, I think it's possible because the way I look at it is the Falcons, they're as it stands right now, they're too good to draft like a high upside yeah. quarterback where they're at right now. It's going to be tough for them to get one of those guys get one, a quarterback with the upside of Justin Fields. Uh, even now, even having been in the league now for three years, I think his upside is still higher than, you know, say some of the quarterbacks in this class, than a Bo Nix, uh, than a Michael Penix Jr. Someone like that. Uh, Jaden Daniels is someone who's rising up boards, but I still think that from a pure NFL pro level perspective, I'd take Fields upside over Jaden Daniels. Uh, so with that, you're he's taking- having an incredible season too. Oh God. yeah, he's been fantastic. my God, yeah, Burrow ass crazy. No one's really talking about it either, which is and really no one's talking crazy. about it. Like exactly, yeah, because he's it, it, you- got the three losses. But he, why he, do you he, think he, that is? Do you, it's just like a flash. You don't you, just maybe his game doesn't translate. Why do you think there's not as much talk? Like where do you think? Where do you think he? I know we're kind of going off here, but I just yeah. really I do like Jaden. Uh, I like him. And I don't understand why he's not rising. And maybe that's going to happen come, you know, March, combine, everything like that. Maybe he skyrockets to late first round, second round. But where do you think his um, his landing spot will be? So as as of right now, man, I think I think he'll be around one guy. I mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll be a top ten pick. I think that he's an accurate yeah. thrower of the football who's insanely athletic. Mm-hmm. I don't think his arm is fantastic. Which I think that's something that might scare away some teams, but I do think he has those starter tools. He's been incredible this year. The production's been insane. Uh, The fact that, you know, with LSU, you know, they've played some really stiff competition. The defense hasn't always stepped up when it's needed to. Uh, Daniels has been fantastic, though. I think that even being a three loss team, he's still the Heisman winner. He's still someone I think will go in the first round. Uh, even in this talented quarterback class, so uh, wow, yeah, okay, but that's that's what I was I, way off. <laughs> yeah, 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 I saw I'm, some mocks have him. I had some mocks had him top ten or like right outside. Like, yeah, so, that's, wow, yeah, and like that's to say I don't have like a top ten grade on him. I like purely from a, a a football player value perspective, I think he's a day two guy, but because he's a quarterback. I think that he's going to different be value. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll be propelled into first. So you think so? That would go Williams, May, him. Uh, or so do you yeah, have? Yeah. So at least in my rankings right now, uh, mm-hmm. and it's been it's been so crazy. It's been moving around like crazy. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I've had McCarthy. Sometimes I've had like I had Quinn Ewers at QB three for a little bit. Uh, okay. I have Michael Penix there right now. I think that that's not as high ceiling because he's not an elite athlete. He's, you know, older and he's, 
you know, got all these injuries in his history, but he's just such an accurate thrower of the football. He's got a great arm. Uh, I, I think he can be a, like a high level distributor, like a, you know, a nice, like I, somewhere in that quarterback range of 12 to 12 to 16. I think he can, that's his ceiling, which isn't elite, but it's still a very good starter. So yeah, uh, Penix is the guy right now. I, I like McCarthy more than JJ McCarthy out of Michigan more than most. I'll, uh, I know he's a divisive guy because he doesn't throw the ball a lot, but I think the tools are very high with him. So him and Jaden Daniels are fighting for that, uh, that QB4 spot with me right now. Okay. I, I like it. Um, now we have Caleb Williams. This is again where you trade Fields. He's in Atlanta right now. Okay. We talked yeah. about Fields, his strengths, what we want to see. Um, I think it would be fantastic if he proved to be the guy because of the value you kind of highlighted in your mock here, mock offseason, Jacob, where you could just really bring in some playmakers. Maybe, um, you know, Marvis, just we talked about it. So now we have Caleb Williams. You kind of fought back and forth. You talked about it here. Um, you're still not sure who your quarterback one is in this draft. Um, both arguments for Williams um, and May. So you went ultimately with Caleb Williams. You said it here offers close to the same big play creativity fields does, but with a better arm, better pre-snap instincts, and perhaps most importantly, three more years on a rookie QB contract. So talk about Caleb, talk about Drake May a little bit more. And then of course, um, how excited would you be if either of these quarterbacks were on the Bears next season? Yeah, so I think that either way, I'm still going to have very high grades on both Williams and May. I think that what the flat, you know, with the ability that Caleb's shown this year, uh, last year he was incredible. This year, obviously, there's been some ups and downs, but still, uh, if you watch the entirety of those games, I know that some of those highlight plays get picked apart to death. Some of the ones where he has all day to throw, where he scrambles for like 10 seconds and then throws uh, a a, a freaking ball across his body uh, across yeah. the entire field. And then that's a touchdown and people are like, Oh, that's not translatable. It's not consistently translatable, but I think that also his arm is fantastic. I think that he's still, a, he's a great athlete. I think he'll step in right away, be a top 10 athlete as a starting quarterback in the NFL, not to the level wow. of fields in terms of speed, but so Fields ran like a, what, like a four four? That's what they said. Yeah. Uh, I think Caleb Williams is going to be a four five guy. So th- I thought Fields was four three. Am I he crazy? Might be, he might be. Uh, so, somewhere I thought it was four, four, very but... close. Yeah, because yeah. I know it was. Yeah, they didn't have. Yeah, he <laughs> didn't. Yeah, it wasn't the combine that they didn't have the combine that year. But you know, and I think he like didn't he stumble when he ran the forty two a little bit. Yeah, he was like a little bit slow coming out of his uh, coming crazy. out of his camp, which is absurd. Uh, but yeah, no. So Caleb Williams not that as not as fast as Fields, but still an above average play creator, an above average dual threat quarterback. I think Williams has a better arm than Fields. I think that Williams has a more elastic arm than Fields, which uh, that shows the ability to throw on the run. And I think Fields is good throwing on the run. I think mm-hmm. you know, he has a very good arm. He's creative, but I think Williams is more of a trick shot artist in that some of those more difficult throws, he's more physically capable of uh, of pulling off. That, and yeah. I think that he identifies better uh, 
before the snap. I think that he's able to, you know, read a defense before the snap. Obviously there are concerns. I think that he trusts his arm too much. He's going to need to learn how to uh, settle for the check down, how to get the ball out quicker. Uh, so some of the same issues with fields, uh, but, you know, as I mentioned in the article here, as you can see, a big part of why this is even a possibility is because, one, I mean, I think Williams might have a higher ceiling than Fields as it stands right now, and you have the three extra years on a rookie quarterback contract. So if that mm-hmm. goes well, you can have a better quarterback than Fields and someone who's going to be much cheaper than Fields – uh, from 2025 till like 2027, 2028. So it's, it, it's one of those things where I don't have a firm stance. I legitimately understand both sides of the argument. Uh, just, this is just me for this sake of the argument. This is me showing off why that I think it's a possibility. Nah, you have to pick a side, buddy. <laughs> you got, oh, you, you got, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, I, I, feel, I feel you too. It's like, you can definitely see both sides of the coin. Like yeah. part of me is like, do, can I mentally deal with another possible right rebuild yeah. or it's not a full rebuild because the roster might be set, but like, it's a rookie quarterback. They don't come out and ball. Like they just don't. Right. It's yeah. it, little to none that happens. Even Mahomes sat a year. Right. So it's like, do we have to go through that again? Long term might be the best solution because of that cap space and you're not having, you know, you're not having that contract, and then you have you can, you know, get a couple, what, probably two so, or three more free agencies because of that cap space. But on the yeah. other hand, it's like, well, you already there's certainty in essence. There's more certainty with fields and what he can do, right? Yeah. There's a little bit of uncertainty. To figure out like what can he do, you know, what else can he grow on? Mm-hmm. So you're like, is it safe? for to do that you know you'll have to pay but at least you know what you're getting so yeah i don't know it's this i don't it sucks that we're in this position kind of but i could definitely understand both sides of the coin but we wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for the panthers trade like if that pick is three i think fields is our starting quarterback right yeah which it could still be but yeah yeah Yeah. Um, and i think it's interesting with fields um you look at his ohio state days and i know it's college so it doesn't nothing translates equally but the receivers he had to work with and you say you bring in a Marvin Harrison Jr. You have DJ Moore, Brock Bowers, Cole Komet. I mean, then you have an offensive line that is really going to come together next year as well with Tevin Jenkins, who's playing pro bowl level, maybe all pro you have Darnell Wright in year two. It's just, I feel like that talent is going to be just, it's going to be really, really good for him, but it's also could be very good for Caleb Williams, Drake may, where you could have a young quarterback coming in, like you said, Jacob, coming in and having a roster, an offensive line, a defense for a rookie quarterback. You look at the Panthers right now, and it's like they have, what, one, none, none of that, really? They have nothing yeah, to yeah. help a young quarterback. So yeah, no. it would almost be like the de- – it almost be like the complete 180 with the Bears, where which we have not seen that. Where a front office, they pick their guy. The, the roster's almost already built for him, and you have him on that rookie deal. But you could go away with – um, how fun would it be to have Caleb Williams and then also Marvin Harrison Jr. coming in in that draft class? Do you think that's a possibility? Like, say you do go quarterback, do you think they would actually reach to get Marvin Harrison Jr.? Say you, you trade up. Because right now they're number four. Yeah. Tra- do you think Harrison will – is he a top three? You think he's not getting that? He's not going to four, right? I, I, I think he's I think I, he's top three. I think it's going to be top yeah. two picks are going to be 
quarterbacks, then whoever picks third is going to take Harrison. So I I, I know it's like price to get the, to get the three then. Yeah. You you have to pay to move up, but of course I'd consider it. I'd consider it. That that's the crazy thing. That's the crazy thing is how much fun training can be. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, oh, here's this superstar quarterback prospect, this superstar wide receiver prospect. Like, yeah, that's yeah, insane. Until, until again, this is the risk because it's a coin flip. Caleb Williams comes out there and reports our boo boo, right? Like, yeah, yeah rookie oh. stumble. We've seen it before. That's all I'm saying yeah. is like, it is. Exactly. You know how pissed off I'm going to be if if he's struggling with DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison Jr. And the, I mean, I know that Bears defense could be. Ve- nasty next year especially if you bring in chase young the mock that you kind of predicted i mean the corners and they're young kyler gordon it's gonna be a pain in the ass you know come you know training camp um but at the end of the day i think it's interesting i wanted to bring up some value about the you know rookie quarterback so i don't know if a lot of people know the numbers you know as far as like what the cap hit would be with you know caleb williams and even marvin harrison jr so total value for the number one pick next year is at 38 million that's the entire contract. It would be a $24 million signing bonus and then $6 million the rest of the like every other year, which is just incredible, especially if Caleb is a superstar or something like that. And then you say number three, the number third overall pick is actually at $35 million total, $22 million uh, signing bonus, and again, around that lower $6 million per year. So you could have your quarterback and a star receiver for $6 million a year. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's rookie deals or, like they're, they're cheap as hell because because what it used to happen was who was the last one? The quarterback from uh, who went to the the Rams picked him from Oklahoma way Bradford. back. Sam Bradford. Bradford. Yeah, he was the last one who got how the contracts used to be was you would just it'd be like a regular contract. First year, mm-hmm. they're like, here you go. Here's the bag. And then yeah. they wouldn't <laughs> perform to it. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute. We just threw all our money at you. So yeah, I, I that's I think that's the one of the biggest proponents, and you hear it all the time is reset. I mean, you put it in your mock, right? Resetting the quarterback clock because with that, you you are if you're going to deal with a year of not lose, I mean, a year of like inconsistency with the rookie quarterback. At least you know the next three years you can afford an extra one or two free agents, right? Like yeah. some big names. So then when he's in his peak, right, you now have even more of a team solidified around him to where when he hits his peak right before contract, your team is also like at its peak when it comes to the other positions. So tough, tough choices, man. Like what's going to happen. I'm not like, <laughs> I keep going back and forth in my mind. I want fields to like be here, but I'm also like, Oh, I totally get like the money aspect. Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh, Caleb Williams is great. Oh, but it's a rookie quarterback. He could be dog shit. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, exactly. it, there's so much uncertainty, which is we like we just want a quarterback to come in here and be like, okay, that position we don't have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Like just don't. And that's fine. Let's go build everything else. We know. Like, I'd even be in the Chargers <clears throat> position. Like, they're probably gonna fire uh Staley. They've got weapons around, they've got some cap issues, of course, because they paid a shit ton of people. Yeah. But you know what's nice? They know Herbert's their guy, right? They may yeah. still suck and not win games, but that feeling and that comfort of just being like, yeah, we have our guy must be huge. Like when you get to off season and things like that, you don't always have to mock, well, we got to do this. We got to trade this. And then you have your 
QB carousel and all that stuff. So I'm just venting right now, but like <laughs> it would be nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, so one of these fields is that guy. Yeah. My question, uh, and, and Jacob, you, we've been going for a while here, so we'll, we'll get you out of here in a second, but we appreciate, first of all, just hopping on talking draft with us. We appreciate it. Again, check out his article. We're going to have it linked. I've retweeted it. I think we'll have the, the pod retweeted as well. So if you want to find it, it's going to be on our pages. Jacob, I think you ha- obviously you tweeted it to your yeah. article. Uh, but I hope so. <laughs> I would hope so, right? He's like, oh, I'm not proud of it. But uh, no, Caleb Williams, though, he does have some – not red flags. I'm not going to call it that, but there are some things about him. Um, he didn't speak with the media uh, in his most recent loss. Um, I'm not going to bring up the crying thing, but some people are actually making a big deal about it. Um, I, I don't really, it doesn't matter to me, but I just want to know your perspective. Are you, cause fields, we know, look at his, look at the last game against the Vikings where they lost, they won. Um, and he got the game ball and he's over here taking accountability. Say, Hey, those fumbles shouldn't have happened. Just you, you see what type of leader he is. Are you worried at all about maybe immaturity or anything like that when it comes to Caleb Williams and and the Chicago media that is ruthless? As you you know, we're we're not a part of it really, but you know, yeah, it can be and bad. Jacob, the before, fans can be tough. Before you and before you answer that, here's a question too, because this question has to be answered first before we even get to the second one. Uh-oh. Will he even come to us? In essence, will he poll? Because there's already been talks, right? Like he'll go back. I don't think he'll go back to college, but. Yeah. Could he oh, pull an Eli? Man- yeah, could he pull like an Eli Manning, where it's like I'm not going to the Bears? Could you see that from the personality of who he is? Like, look, I'm not letting you know right away. I'm not going to you if you draft me. I'm going to request a trade. We've seen that happen like two or three times in the NFL. So I'm just curious if you think that's actually a realistic possibility. And then you can question to Dave's. Yeah, so I feel like that's something where. I, I understand that train of thought, and especially given the Bears, you know, they haven't been all that great at the quarterback position historically. I understand the worry on that. I don't think that would happen, just, to, just you know, historically speaking, because it's super rare. There, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, there's not a lot of precedence for it. Like, it's Eli Manning, it's Bo Jackson, and really, in the modern era, that's it, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so when you keep that in mind, I think that it's a matter of you're getting so much money being the first overall pick, uh, regardless, way more than you would staying at USC, even with the NIL being there now. Uh, so I, I don't think he's going to stay at USC. I think he's going to declare for the draft. Uh, but then from there, I feel like there were concerns. Oh, would Joe Burrow do it with the Bengals just because they're, uh, you know, history as a franchise hasn't been amazing and then now burrow is the face of the franchise so i think that williams would ultimately go wherever he's drafted and then to follow up on that i think uh sure i i think that williams has a you know a high opinion of himself i think there's a bit of an ego there uh is mm-hmm. it the like do i think he's like this cocky unbearable locker room presence i don't think so the whole like the whole crying thing i'll be honest i don't really care about it like the way i see it is he's he the way he's acting like that is because he cares and he gave it his all on the field uh that's the way i perceive it uh obviously he knows in his mind what the reason is uh but i think it's that he he worked so hard, his teams worked so hard, and they still couldn't get it done. 
uh, you know, it, it happens. And I, I just think it's, you know, people blowing that out of proportion. So I'm not too worried about it. Obviously, I think, you know, he's not as much of a sure thing from a character perspective as Fields, but who had character concerns ahead of the draft, believe it or not. Yeah, which I never these rumors that these rumors that come out. I know it's just yeah, it blows my mind. Like it's crazy. Yeah, and every offseason something. CJ, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. CJ Stroud, what was I'll it? Just say, yeah, oh, say they did this the same was thing the... with CJ in his test. They said the man couldn't read yeah. or something. Basically, basically come his, out his the, the man rules or something. I'm like, bro. His response oh my when that happened is like, you know, I'm a football player. I'm not a test taker or whatever. I'm yeah. like, man, Look that, is, just, that is looking like a badass. That's such a cold quote now that he's like yeah. having such a prolific rookie season. I'm like, that's going to go down as like, that's awesome. Um, anyways, but with Caleb Williams and the crying thing, I would rather him care too much, care then have like we've seen quarterbacks come into yeah. the league where they just don't care. They get paid, blah, blah, blah. No, it's about winning, you know, and and the fact that he wants to win and he wants to win bad. And of course, it, it, he can't please everyone. Some people are gonna be like, you know, he can't be that soft coming to Chicago. I've seen, I've read these comments and I'm just like, it, it is a little surprising, but that's the Chicago media. That's fans. Like it's yeah. short for fanatic. And so, yeah. but the N ideal, he does he's actually top five in college athletes. He makes about two, almost three million a year right now. In, in that money. But I mean, that's nothing in regards to, I mean, nothing, we talk about a signing bonus being yeah. about 24 million signing bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it's like, he's not staying set college. there. I wanted to bring up Ficky because you said, you know, is there a, p- a possibility? And I agree with Jacob here. There's no way third largest market in the NFL, right? Chicago. You have a oh, chance to be, yeah, but it's been to be the guy. Been. And then also, I don't think there's going to be a better roster for a young quarterback being taken this year than right. the Bears, probably. The Giants? Right, because we're not a it's not really? a true number one pick. Normally the number one pick That's what is I'm saying. the worst team. So if it was the Panthers so, and they own there, you'd be like, that makes sense. That is the worst yeah. team roster down. So yeah. we we just own theirs. So yeah, of mm-hmm. course, this would be the best opportunity for them. But, I feel like but also, we'll have also to, we've never had a yeah. good quarterback, and that can always change. All you need is one, and it changes your you know, hey Jay was fun. of your team. I think he was <laughs> I he, think was, he was good. he was good. He wasn't great though. I'm talking no, like but he was good. Yeah, but good, good to great. You can you can find no. Jay Cutler was not great. I I don't think he was great. He was good. Like okay. he's upper. Yeah. He's like top fifteen every year probably. All right. In in the chat, if you guys can go ahead, and I want to see what you guys think real quick. <laughs> Jay Cutler, good quarterback, great quarterback. What is your thoughts on Jay Cutler? We'll throw some comments on there in a second, but. Yeah. No, anyways, I, I, I want to point out just just real quick. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, mm-hmm. I think about Caleb Williams going back to uh, the whole, you know, the crying through the post game stuff. You know, not talking to the media, all that. I think that you know it shows that he, you know, he cares too much. But at the same time, that hasn't affect his individual level of play. And if you watch those USC games, the defense is just so bad. The defense so is bad. Good. So bad this year. Well, and Riley like, yeah, th- there's only so much you can do when <laughs> your defense is giving up like 40 something points every game. It's like, all right, I need to score 50. If my team's going to win this, uh, you have to play yeah. like, perfect football, which that's very difficult to do. So uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I, it would be one thing if, He's, you know, if he's crying after games and he's refusing to talk to the media and he's putting up stinkers, 
afterwards. Right. But that hasn't been the case. I'm much more, I'm much more wondering how do you respond on the field after a loss like that? And, you know, I haven't seen anything that makes me warranted that, all right, there are going to be confidence issues with him there. He's going to, that's going to affect his play. So I, I think that's something that's more important to look at than, you know, how does he react right in the then and now after a game, after a loss. So uh, that's just my, that, my two cents on that. I what do you think about well, one last thing? We'll talk about Caleb Williams. And I feel bad we're not talking about Drake May. I think we'll just have to have you on later, maybe after yeah. the season, where we where that draft is really heating up and you ha- kick out a couple more and you do a little bit more. Because um, I know you've been studying the tape and everything, but you'll be you'll be like a different animal, you know, in about three months. <laughs> so we'll bring you back on. We'll talk about both of those quarterbacks maybe a little bit more in depth. But yeah. Caleb Williams, he holds on to the ball. We know that. That's similar to Fields. However, I think, you know, his receivers at, you know, USC are not. I don't think they're great. Yeah. Um, just depends on, you know, well, just yeah, coming Jerry into Rice's the NFL. Son's pretty good, right? Jerry Rice's son's pretty decent, right? He's solid. He's like, he's like a mid round guy. I think that's, that's the top. I'm receiver. talking like Marvin, because the bears could have Marvin Harrison jr. Next year. They could have, they have DJ Moore. They have, they're going to have some weapons and he's going to, we haven't really seen him. You saw Justin Fields in college where he had some dogs. Yeah. So, yeah. First all round, three of them, all three of them are in the NFL yeah. right now. So yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's honestly crazy to think about. And um, yeah. And so you he holds onto the ball, and it's like, how much do you factor in who he's throwing to? You know, the de- opposing defense. You know, the offensive line USC's is is okay. What are you are you nervous at all about? You know, the tendency to hold the ball to be kind of like a hero ball, similar to Fields. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And and how much does that worry you? Yeah, so you, I feel like you're going to see some weaknesses similar to Fields coming out of the gate. Uh, you know, play, playing hero ball, like you said, holding onto the ball a bit too long. I think the processing post snap can uh, speed up a little bit. There's definitely been pro, there's been progress. There have been flashes, uh, and, and I do think again it comes from a matter of uh, from a matter of like the surrounding situation. The defense being terrible is why USC has lost a handful of games this year he hasn't had a star receiver. He's had solid receivers. Like I think a lot of his receivers will go pro, but they're going to be backups in the league. I believe, I believe at least like that, uh, you know, Brendan Rice, I think, you know, I have like a round four on him. Uh, Mario Williams, Dorian Singer, guys like that. Those are later round guys. Uh, and it also, I want to go back to last year too. When Jordan Addison was there, that's the only like star receiver he's had. Uh, yeah. from his time at Oklahoma, his time at USC. And he had a star, he had one star receiver. That was Jordan Addison. And the year that he had that, he won the Heisman. So I feel like that's something, you know, to keep into consideration as well. You, he hasn't been surrounded by a ton offensive line. Hasn't been all that great. And I know we're making some of the same uh, excuses we make for fields. And, you know, it sounds like a, a bit of a broken record, but is it a, it's a matter of, you know, heavily, Financial, that, that's the whole reason that this is a discussion to begin with. Uh, just taking a quarterback, let alone uh, Caleb Williams, let alone Drake May. You know, we'll get into a different episode down the line. But uh, I think, you know, that's – if I had to sum it up, that's the biggest argument for taking a quarterback at one is the financial aspect and the uncertainty you have with fields right now. So there's going to be a risk no matter what. Uh, and Williams has a lot of those same uh, concerns as Fields does right now. But, uh, again, I think it's just a matter of Fields 
going forward, I don't think has as high of a ceiling as Caleb Williams when you consider the longevity aspect of it and what we've already seen from Fields. Like there have been great flashes with him, no doubt, but if for me to pay like forty something million dollars to a quarterback, I do want to see a bit more than just flashes. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But we have a comment here here for you, Jacob. But yeah, we will fucking see what happens. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Every year, that's what I tell myself. But uh, JG says, uh, but don't you think this new QB is gonna cost way more in the future? That's the question for you. Uh I mean, honestly, I hope that's the case. I hope that's the case because that means that he's a damn good, good. quarterback. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. I'd be willing to, you know, I'd pay like you know, 45, 50 million dollars a year to a great quarterback. I would do that. Uh, what I wouldn't do is pay like 40 million to a quarterback where you have some questions. And I know you say some uncertainty in fields. I, I disagree. I disagree to this Same. point. I think there is uncertainty with him. Uh, and again, it's nothing against the guy. I love him as a, as a dude. I love him as a player. Like there's just, you know, realistically there are concerns haven't won enough games. The progress as a passer, there's been some, not, not a ton. Not no, not, yeah, not, not as much enough. as you Not enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. yeah, I know it sucks. I would love, yeah, to be in a problem where you have to pay your quarterback a shit ton. That means he's a top <laughs> five quarterback. All right, who cares? Yeah. Throw, throw him as much money as he wants. Exactly. That means yeah. He is the face of this please. team. Yes, I know, right? I, I, I wish, I wish. Um, so there were some, and this is for you, Dave. I'm trying to find out where it's at, but basically going back on the Jay Cutler comments. Uh, let me see if I can pull them up here. Yeah. Basically, someone said he was a he's mediocre. One said that he was above average, and one said that he was oh, here we go. So from JG, he said Cuddy was good, just don't like how he quit on the team. Yeah. Well, hey, we got a super chat too with the with the we'll comment with Cutler. You want to bring that oh, one up? Perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up after these last two. And then okay. Shane Ward said Jay was a little bit better than average. Okay. Okay. And then we okay. have Ken here who said Cutler was mediocre compared to his peers. I like that one. It just depends so, on who you're comparing him to. That, well, that, that's true as well. So it does look like most people are in the – no one said he was bad, so that's good. But yeah. I think more people are in the good category. And then we do have a super chat here from that's Tito. Uh, thank you, Tito, again for the super chat. Five dollars here if it wants to pop up for me. But it says color was so midway to. Oh, whoops. he was so no, mid, so mid. Way too many picks. Bring in Harbaugh. Uh-huh. He will unleash Fields for the winner. He is. He never beat Fields, so he wants the talent. True. Hey, look, I wouldn't be mad about it. If we get Harbaugh, I'm going to be Tito. happy anyways. But yeah, thank you for that, Tito. If we get Harbaugh, I'll be happy anyways. But. Yeah. yeah. You know, this whole thing, though, I will say is, Jacob, I'm so glad you hopped on. But, man, you are making my mind melt because I thought I was confident about something. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, I was like, all right, look, this is what I want. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm just going to stick with this. And now I'm like, oh, fuck, he makes some <laughs> very valid, valid points, which now I have to see <laughs> back and forth on, which is going to yeah. be my life a living night. I-, I will say this, though. <laughs> When it comes to the quarterback, the Bears quarterback, I, I feel like I see it a lot. I kind of stray away from it. I don't talk about it on Twitter too often or at least partake. But I swear there's like people like I know if you don't believe in fields that he's not the guy and we have to move on. I think there's just a, a better way to go about it than I think some people go on Twitter. It's like they're just like bashing Twitter. him completely. Like 
the fact that, yeah, I, I know it's Twitter, but it's like, man, it, it's, I, I don't know why, but it's, it feels like it's brutal. And maybe it's just the, the people I'm seeing pop up on the timeline, but I'm like, if we have Caleb Williams or Justin, just like, can we just be like, okay, he's not the guy. He had some move fun on, moments. Man. Move on. No, it's like people are bickering back and forth, you know, trying to make their points. I'm like, how do you have the energy? Dave, they do it to good people. They're destroying. I don't know if you've seen, but Jalen Hurts is getting destroyed right now on the internet. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this guy wins. What? What? And it's not even his football even, play. They're, yeah, it's 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 just Twitter. It's just people. But have what's too much wrong with him? His pressers are top tier. His answers are great. His leadership. I don't even want to get into it. We'll get into another bit. But I saw people. They were like, oh, look at how he waved at a basketball game. Look at this corny ass dude. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Huh? I know, I know, Colin. There, uh, they've lost one game. Who cares? You can wave however you want. I don't even care. Like Colin, uh, I think he's being. I think he Howard? trolls, but it's like the back backwards hat. Oh, he with Brock Purdy. Purdy. Yeah, he's yeah, like, hey, you know, his hat was backwards in a press conference, and he's not a franchise quarterback. You know, so <laughs> that shit. That shit's funny. That is so funny. I know a lot of people give him a hard time, but that cracks me up because uh, I think he just leans into it. But, anyways, Jacob, man. First of all. Um, we, we appreciate you hopping on. It's been over an hour. Um, we yeah, seriously, it's, it's awesome. Minutes, we can go you. 90 minutes. Good God. Um, yeah. I don't know how we're talking about the bears for that long. Um, anyways, Thursday night football is on. We're going to let you go. Yeah. You can check out his work. Windy city of gridiron. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, Jacob Infante 24. Um, amazing content. This is, I know we're five games left in the season, but let's be honest though. It's draft season. I think it's really starting to come together here. So, I'm not a guru, but I know Jacob. I've followed him for a while. Vicky, you can say the same thing. He's just yeah. he's he's probably the best when it comes to Bears content, draft content. So give him Absolutely. a follow, show give him, him follow love, and retweet his stuff, like his stuff, comment, just show him love. So Jacob, man, you want to say anything before we we get you out of here? Uh, I'm looking forward to a Sunday where I don't have <laughs> to give a shit about who wins or loses. Hell yeah, baby. That, that's it. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Two years in a row, Can't man. Can't disappoint us. Oh, <laughs> it's we love Thank a good bye week, too. Can't, can't exactly, get disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, hey, Jacob, you enjoy your night, man. We're going to have you on again. We'll talk more Drake May, highlight him, and, and obviously we'll have a lot more prospects. But good luck to you, man. And we, like I said, if you ever need anything, reach out uh, and enjoy your bye week, man. Yeah, no, you too, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Always a pleasure, so. Absolutely. See you guys down the line. Appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Jacob. All right. So, oh, cool. shout out to Jacob. Uh, again, I knew it was going to be a good episode bringing him in. We'll switch, you know, uh, Dave, Ficky here. But, um, Ficky, man, um, first of all, actually, before we can get into this, again, give Jacob a follow. We're going to have his – he'll have his article on uh, the description here. Um, we already said Jacob Infante24 on Twitter. Um, just a great guy. Um, great content over there. Very, very, just very, very good. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, we're going to be wrapping up here in a minute. Again, we wanted this one to be a little bit longer. We're going to have a, a little bit of a break here. We'll be back next week um, to kind of preview the Bears Lions again. Um, and we'll have a good guest on there. But if you enjoyed the content, enjoyed the uh, YouTube or Apple, wherever you're listening, go ahead and subscribe, rate the pod on Apple, Spotify, uh, like the video. If you don't do anything and you just want to help support Hit the like button. Hit it right now if you can. Uh, it just helps. Yep. Tell a friend. It's free. Uh, tell a friend. Tell a Bears fan. Um, I guess you could tell White Sox fans, Bulls fans too. Yeah, we I, talk a little bit about that. I, I don't know. Um, they, 
the people that already have sucky teams, maybe you don't need to tell them yeah. about us because they're they're going through oh, a lot. But we appreciate the Bears it. have a bright future, nonetheless. So, but again, we yeah, appreciate yeah. the support. We're so close. We're getting close to three thousand subs already. I know we just hit two thousand. Um, we're excited. Uh, Ficky, though, before we hop off, man. What well, do wait you a think? second. Before we go, before we do, uh, yeah. I did put this in the comments. If you are new here, go ahead and give a hashtag yes. new face gang. And if you're an OG, go ahead and give a hashtag OG. I'll give you a shout out. We did have one that came in. Hamilton's happy hour with new face gang on Facebook. Appreciate it, Hamilton's. Appreciate you joining yep. in, taking your time on a Thursday night to watch us. So also, um, And then we also you... have a super chat as well, too. Go ahead, Dave. Okay. Yeah, before we get to super chat, um, I don't talk about it enough. Ficky, he typically runs the TikTok, the BFR underscore pod TikTok. So if you're watching on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, you have a moment. Go ahead and search on TikTok. Um, all the clips from, if you can't watch a full episode, um, we, yeah. you know, uh, we go ahead and put up a bunch of clips, short clips. You can get some, you know, fun content there. Um, of course, our Twitter, BFR underscore pod, um, and then our Instagram as well, same handle. So if you are looking for more content, short form content, check it out over there. Um, it's been fun growing on that that platform. That's that's a that's uh TikTok's crazy. Um, uh, but we appreciate oh, it. Um showing love. Uh we got another super chat, Vicky. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's do this one first. We have a, a new face game. Hey, CJ. CJ. Yes. Yeah, this is the guy who was uh, commenting earlier. Uh because I yeah. saw the Levine thing. That's why I had to bring up the bulls. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't mean to dog your team. <laughs> oh, you so meant to. That. you meant uh, to. just a little bit. Look, man, you're always in the time. Yo, yeah. listen, I'm in a group chat. Let me just say, I just got to get people background. Okay. I'm in a group chat with about 40 other guys and they like 98% of them are Bulls fans and I'm a Knicks fan and they dog me all the time. So when my team is finally better than theirs, best believe yeah. I'm going to say. What we could do is what this, I want to give some more context because it is, it's a group chat. It's huge. Um, it's been going on for about five plus years. It's on Twitter. Um, it's it started off just a bear's, uh group chat yeah it's grown now it's just me it's everything but if you are looking for a fun little group chat to maybe join we, we can't get everybody but if you want reach out to Ficky myself uh and maybe we'll let we'll, we'll get a couple because we need some more active users it'll be fun to kind of have a subscriber on or something but that group chat isn't it's fun if you want just conversations about everything from bears bulls uh to movies anything it's just been a great experience over there so but yeah Ficky's the only Knicks fan I think we have a Kings fan in there too, Sam. Yeah, we do. But Sam, Sam's Kings, we're getting off so. topic, but it is a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. and then back to the Bears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I'd rather be talking Knicks at this moment because because they're winning. But anyways, here we do have a super chat here from Ken. Uh, four ninety nine. Really appreciate it. He said, "Build the team around Fields. Make him the guy. We have the cap and the picks. Get a new head coach and a new offensive coordinator. I would love all those things if Fields." If polls really, I'll be honest, Ken. First of all, thank you, but I absolutely agree, man. I I I think Justin, if you the worst thing that could happen is you get like a because I think Justin's better than Brock Purdy. I I do. I think just from a talent perspective, you throw in Justin in San Francisco, where you know he probably should have been drafted. If we're being honest, I think Justin's a completely different quarterback. You bring in a guy like Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, who can just work wonders with any quarterback, let alone a guy like of a talent of Justin. But I think the Bears, if you could bring in the right coaching staff, you bring in talent, the team's getting better. They're young, hungry. Justin's going to get better. Believe it or not, shocker, guys, he's going to get better, even if it's just marginal. Little progress is you know, still progress. So I think his floor, I think we've seen it. And I think if you could build around him, I think, Ken, you're right, though. Thank you again, though, for uh, the Super yeah, Chat. We appreciate, appreciate it. 
Yeah. So. But yeah, that's why like, oh man, Jacob was great, but it's, I definitely, there's, there's positives more, more on both sides. Yes. There's always been questions, but it's like the, the, there's, there's, you see positives for both. You see the risk on both, right? The risk is you don't know how good either is going to be right. That, that kind of solves that. That's with every player, right? That's why the decisions are hard, but you see the positives of the value you can get from a first round pick. The, the value of a first-round pick to take a quarterback, you aren't there that often. The value of trading from both sides. Like, it's – let me tell you something. Polls has some decisions. Some de- I'm saying, like, these decisions are, like, if there's a poll statue or not. You know what I mean? Not really because they're not going to put a GM statue up there. But, like, this, these next decisions are probably polls' biggest decisions that are kind of going to mark, you know, his career. Like, you, like, like you can stamp – Pace's decision with kind of the Cleo Mack trade. That was like his big one, right? Which I think was good, but it also marks it in the negative. Like the team wasn't ready. You, oh, and Mitch, right? The Mitch pick, right? Those are his two stamps. I feel like the first stamp was DJ Moore. The second stamp is what you do with your quarterback moving forward. So, ooh, we got a fun offseason yeah. coming up. Well, yeah, well, we'll end. We're going to end it up here. Uh, again, thank you for everyone who's listened. Apple, Spotify, YouTube, we appreciate the love. Uh, in Pearl Gaming, because Fields goes to Atlanta, they're going to be a great team. Meanwhile, in three years, we're going to be talking about drafting another quarterback. Um, anyways, I just think it's interesting if he goes to Atlanta. Ryan Poles is still there, right? Yeah. No, Pace, you mean? Yeah, Pace oh, is still there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, Ryan Pace. it's the same name. Not to me, it's Ryan. Same name and initial. Fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's tough. Anyways, Ryan Pace is still there. Yeah. Wow. That would be From interesting Atlanta. for him just On to get paper, his guy. Yeah, no, you're right. On paper, you know. script like NFL writers, that would be the the perfect trade. They've got it, and I'll be a huge that weapon. I'll be a Falcons guy. I'll watch I love it. Fields, I'm man. Not- I, I just I know he's not. I know he's not perfect, but I just as far as an athlete, I liked him at Ohio State. I will be rooting for him wherever he goes. Of course, there's it's tough decisions. Jacob highlighted it. You highlighted it. resetting the quarterback clock is a real thing. Uh, These prospects are. I'm not going generational. I think that's just overused and it doesn't hold as much value but as far as prospects go these quarterbacks yeah, prospect. drake may and caleb williams very good yeah. very good very very good they and I'm great they them. grade they grade very high yep. you can't it's and it's not like last year's draft class i forgot to ask jacob still, but, about caleb yeah. williams and his height six one right maybe six two six one yeah i think i believe one, that's one thing that's i mean it's He's tall it's, enough, though. I think he's he's not Bryce Young. No, um, I just he's prefer like, my he's guys like, to be. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Wait, pause. Hold on. I prefer Justin <laughs> or like quarterbacks to be about six, six four, six five. If you could get it, you know. I know Justin's six three. Yeah, six, but there's four, but I prefer, there's only a couple like that. What Lawrence is tall. Allen's tall. Lawrence is fucking uh, yeah. Bro, he's a giraffe, bro. But like Herbert, so my, so Allen. My, yeah, uh, Herbert Glennon was tall. Mike Glennon, his neck was more. Well, his back. neck gave him about five inches. Uh, yeah. so, How tall was Cutler? Cutler, I think, was not super tall. Was it like six one, six two ish? Probably. I think you're he was right. He just never. He gives me he's Caleb a big guy. body size. To be honest, like shifty, like you're not a runner, but you can get out of the pocket type stuff. That's like what Cutler gave me. Six three. So. Yeah, he's six three, two thirty. So he's Justin's type. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Um, I, I, again, the support's been unreal. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, before you head out, just hit that like button. Of course, tell a friend. Um, and we'll be back. What next? 
next Wednesday, next Thursday, probably. I'm not going to put a date out there, yeah. but we will be back. We're going to enjoy this bye week uh, a little bit. Um, we're going to be working on a few things behind the scenes. It is going to be a fun draft season. So if you want to stick around, subscribe, we're going to have prospects on. We're going to have analysts on. They're going to be, there's going to be tons of conversations and not just about the quarterback because there's going to be other holes, other rosters um, that we'll be, you know, kind of looking into. Um, and it's going to be just a, the Bears. The draft and free agency will once again go through Chicago, and I think that's just going to make for fun conversation, fun podcasts, um, episodes, and and whatnot. So, again, all the and love. We appreciate it. Ficky, you want to s- – yeah. Yeah, one last thing. I know we talked about – we had such a great conversation with Jacob that he kind of went long, but we talked about grades. So, we'll, we'll put grades off till next to our next episode. We're an hour so. and 40 minutes into this thing, and I had yeah, it on my yeah, topics. Yeah, we and- may have to – yeah, no, it's fine. You we know just what? had such a great We may have a little Jacob, bonus though. episode uh, where we'll have maybe someone else on, someone special, or just be us, you know, Ficky and I. Yeah. We're going to go through and grade um, not every player, but some of the key players, Ross, you know, offense, defense, and just kind of. And I think we both, we'll do a little bit more research. Um, and we'll, we'll me and Ficky, we'll, it'll be fun. That'll be a good one to have just as far as grading the. Uh, it's not a midway point because we're week 13 now, but overall grades so far yeah. throughout this season. So. A lot of fun Absolutely. content, nonetheless, coming coming your guys' way. So, uh, Ficky, anything else before we get out of here, man? Nah, that's it. I mean, a bye week and it end up being one of our longest episodes yet. So that's that's what this team is, man. So <laughs> we love it, though. We love it. We, I'm just, we I'm, got- I'm just, I just am impatient to like I, to the off season because I just want to like I want that uncertainty gone. Just like tell me who it is. Oh yeah, <laughs> you get <laughs> like, a little so anxiety. Well, dude, unfortunately, you have uh, you have a few months. <laughs> you have a yeah, long thanks, ways man. away until we get all those yeah. answers. So, but again, uh, yep. BFR podcast presented by SportsMarket.com. Check out all the work over there. He's check out all I cover the Bears. Uh, check out all my articles, uh, a few articles a week, um, if I can. Um, obviously, Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, Conor Bedard, everything's over there. SportsMarket.com. They do they do a great job. This show would not be here without them. Um, we appreciate their support and check out their work over there. A lot of great writers. Um, and then check out the pod BFR underscore pod. I think it's on all socials. I think TikTok's the same thing. We talked about it earlier. Um, but again, we appreciate it and we will be back next week sometime. Uh, we'll keep you on your toes. Um, not sure when, but we'll be back. And again, um, go bears. We're going to win this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we won't lose. So that's for sure. <laughs> We're going to talk, Peace. but see you.